Hello again, and welcome to the Something Heavy Cast, the podcast where we talk about films and video games and comic books and geeky stuff. My name is Chris. My name is Roberto. Hello. Um, speaking of Vigima games, mm-hmm. Xbox Live went awesome this month. For the 360, for like they're like for those of us that are still holding strong to 360, they're giving us four games this month. Are they? Yeah. I saw that they put out uh, Gears of War Judgment. Yeah, because last year sometime they gave uh, Gears of War one, mm-hmm. and so I of course I acquired it, mm-hmm. and I haven't finished playing it. Um, but is Gears of War Judgment? Is it the same thing? Third person shooter? Yeah, pretty much. Is it worth it? it? It's kind of like a side story. Right. To the original three. Okay. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I did. Um, and I think it was because it... In Gears of War 3, they had in the multiplayer, they had entered in the... It was two or three, they, they made the horde mode. Yeah. And that was a big thing with Gears of War. But then they sort of changed it and scaled it back and did something different with Judgment. So it was really more like multiplayer upset. Okay. Um, it... it it looks interesting, mm-hmm. although I, I feel like Gears of War without Marcus Phoenix is like Halo without Master Chief. And it's like, I'll, I'll play it, but I'm not, I, I, I won't love you as much. Right. I, I didn't get that because I actually, I've always liked the character of Baird, the one who's fronting yeah. Judgment. I always liked him better than Marcus anyway. Okay, fair enough. So, it's um, for me. I'll check it out, but later this month, or also the second half of the month, they're giving out uh, Assassin's Creed 4. Oh, okay. Which um, I am calling Whale Hunter. Because that's the promo image they release it, is the assassin hanging on the boat, the mast, yeah. and there's a whale in the water, so I'm just calling it Whale Hunter. Oh, I got no reason. That's awesome. And that's then, uh, easily the best Assassin's Creed. Really? Easily. I don't know, man. Assassin's Creed 2 was pretty dope. It went from beginning to end. That game was baller. It it was, but I'd say that Black Flag is better. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I will I will try that. Because yeah. I'm, I'm still... A huge fan of Assassin's Creed 2 and 3. Mm. Um, I'll tell you a little secret. I never played the first Assassin's Creed. Oh. Never. It's okay. Um, and then they're also giving us uh, Army of Two Devil's Cartel. Oh, nice. I don't know why. I don't know what made Microsoft decide. They're like, you know what? Give them four. Fuck it. They've earned it. I don't I don't know. But I'm not going to complain. Yeah, well, I mean, well, they're certainly not doing that with the Xbox One. They no. have, like, some, some, like, pool game. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Child of Light. Which I've heard is cool. I, it is cool. I have it on Steam. Okay. So there's no okay, point for it. There's, no, there's nothing for you this month. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, ah, forget it. Well, we'll see what happens on the 15th. But uh, there's still, they still have Rayman up there. For people who haven't done it yet. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because, you know, it's nearing the end of the life cycle of the 360. And, you know, uh, developers are starting to, like, not develop for both starting to now focus on the one. The next-gen consoles, yeah. Yeah. Which well, I guess are now current-gen, so... Oh, yeah, they're... Well, to me, they're still next-gen because the Xbox One hasn't been out that long. You know, it's been about a year. A I, but it, how... When did the 360 come out? It's like 2004 or 2005. Exactly. So, like, nine, ten years ago. So we're, we're one year into which probably a ten-year cycle. Mm. You know? And that's fine. I mean, I'm sure at some point I'll make the jump, but I'm still going to keep my Xbox 360 because I have a ton of games on it. Sure. So why wouldn't I? Yeah. But my question is this, and I don't know if you know this, but I was thinking about this other day and I couldn't find any information. How does the business model of that work? Like, they're giving away all these free games 
twice a month, they give away you know a free game, and there've been over a hundred million downloads of free games. Mm-hmm. How is Xbox making that happen? Are they licensing the games for a month, for like a set chunk of money from like let's say from from EA? Well, I mean, my understanding of it is is that it's not it's not just for a month. Mm-hmm. If you download it during that period, it's yours as long as you have Xbox Live Gold. Right. Which is the same way it works for uh, Sony, because they've actually Sony's been doing it a little longer. But my question is, how are they getting? How are they able to give them away for free? That's where it loses me. Like I understand that the game is yours. Like even if you shut off your Xbox Live connection, you still have all the games that you downloaded. You can still play them. Yeah, they're yours for forever. Yeah. But my question is, how did they give me Tomb Raider for free? What did they work out with the company that made the game to enable me to have it for free? That's where I'm curious, because I'm like, what kind of sorcery did you guys pull where all these companies are like, sure, have my million-seller platinum game. Give it away for 15 days. No problem. Right. I don't know. That's a good question. Because I'm, I'm currently in, in, I'm deeply engrossed in Bioshock Infinite. Mm-hmm. I'm still playing it, because I don't have as much time to play video games these days, because I'm really trying to focus more on writing mm-hmm. and creating things. But um, the pull is still there. Sure. And I want to finish the game. Yeah. But I'm at the level where, and I'm, I'm nearing the end of the game, where you have to go to Comstock House. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth tries to get in, mm-hmm. but she can't, so then we have to go to her mom's tomb. And then it's like, oh, this whole thing was just a big ploy to resurrect her mom. So the spirit comes back, and it keeps, like, resurrecting all the people I keep killing. It's getting very frustrating, because the bitch won't die. Yeah. The spirit, I shot her with a sniper rifle, like, 15 times. She won't die. Yeah, that's, that's one of the battles that... Uh Made me throw my controller about the room. Yeah, like, there was a point the other day, I had her, like, I swear to you, she had a pubic hair's worth of life left, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm telling Elizabeth, health packs! Yeah. And she's like, I'm on it! It starts to glow, and then I get hit, and it's like, <sighs> <laughs> oh! And I had a volley gun, so I was ready yeah. to, like, you know, light her up. I died, and I was like, because, you know, every time you start back, they mm-hmm. have re-health, they have health back, you lose money, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I I was furious. Yeah. Yeah, no, I understand. It's, it's, but um, you need to you need to persevere. I'm gonna try. It's fucking worth it. I'm telling I, you. I'm doing my best. I'm gonna try. Um, I do have a one issue with the game. Mm-hmm. I don't like the new outfit she put on. Yeah, I'm not fond of it. Either. I like the way she looked when you first pick her up. Yeah. I like the longer hair. Yeah. Well, she's more innocent. She's more innocent in the second outfit. It's like it's too revealing. Leave something to the imagination, girl. Right. Um, but I already figured out the story. Did you? Yeah. Because, like, they, they basically spell it all out for you, like, halfway through. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, that's, I don't want that to be what it is. Because you kind of want him to, like, you know... Well, go ahead and see it. What do you well, think it is? Uh, he's he's her father. Okay. Not only is he her father, but he's Comstock. Okay. But he's, like, that's all this time travel alternate dimension shit. Yeah. He's he's Nathan Hale Comstock. I think that's the name, Nathan Hale Comstock. Yeah. And well, his, his name is Booker Duet. And then she is, of course, who she is. But mm. then, like... At some point, my theory is that he was Comstock, was like, this is bad, I'm going back in time. He be, he assumes the identity of Booker DeWitt and goes through all this stuff. But, like, I don't, didn't do all the math, mm. but I'm pretty sure that he's her father. Mm-hmm. I know that for sure. Okay. Like, for sure, for sure, he's her father. But I'm also pretty sure, like, 85% sure that he's Comstock. Okay. I've avoided Wikipedia completely. Good. And I've avoided everything about it. Like, I want to know the story, but, like, I think all writers and, you know, filmmakers and stuff like that, you're like, how would I write this story? That's the problem, I think, that we have with, like, watching movies. Because, mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't have done it that way. 
here's how here's how the Avengers would have gone for me. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, that's that's my theory. Okay. And don't tell me. I'm not telling you anything. Because once I finish the game, we may have to record an emergency podcast and be like, see, I told you bitches I was right. <laughs> but I don't know. I'll and probably, everybody I'll, be like, oh, yeah, we know the game came out like forever ago. I know, exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh, we don't even care about that game anymore. So congratulations. You figured out what we knew a year ago. <laughs> I ain't complaining it's a free game. Yeah. I just, I really want to know how Microsoft is pulling this off. I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it must have something to do with the revenue that they're getting off of Xbox Live. Um, I, like I said, Sony was doing it before. They were doing it on the PS3. Right. And um, they have always done it better mm-hmm. than Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the first time that Microsoft's really... It sounds like they're putting out some really decent shit. They are. It's pretty um, incredible. Like, the PlayStation has always put out some really decent shit uh, every month. Um, so I don't know how they pull it off, but... There's a lot of money changing hands up there in their towers. So. I, I would assume so. My theory was this. Um, that maybe up front, Microsoft gives them gives them a huge chunk of money. Mm-hmm. And like, we're going to license this game for 15 days. Mm-hmm. We can give it away as many times as we want. Yeah. And the company's like, whatever, it's a game's a year old, we're already moving on to other things, go for it. Yeah. Or each time there's a download, Microsoft kicks them a taste. Might be, which seems to me to be like <clears throat> the better idea mm-hmm. in certain cases. But if it's like an indie game, I would take the upfront money because yeah. there's no guarantee that you're going to get a huge nut. Like, you know, Tomb Raider, I'm sure had a well over a million downloads. Sure. And so if you get like five bucks from Microsoft for every download, five million dollars if I'm doing the math correctly. Right. I mean, before taxes, of course. Sure. But then if you're like an indie game, you may get like if you're lucky, three hundred thousand downloads. Mm-hmm. I think, well, I mean, just by virtue of it being free for, you know, the consumer, mm-hmm. I, I imagine people just download it just because. Be- yeah. I, I don't know. I don't download every game. Really? Yeah, like, I downloaded The Witcher. Mm-hmm. I was like, this game is stupid. I don't like it. Yeah. I got rid of it. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. But I enjoyed playing Darksiders. Mm-hmm. Darksiders 2, I should say. That's a fun game. Yeah. Like those, you know, hack and slash, and you get to be death, and you have, like, this, you know ethereal horse. Yeah. I wish I could conjure a horse. Yeah, that'd be nice. For no reason. Yeah. Just, like, hold up my hand in it. That would be cool. I don't even ride horses, because I'm afraid. Me too. Because I've been thrown from a horse. The last time I rode a horse, I was thrown. So I haven't been on a horse since. But I would still totally take that ability. You know, check out my horse. Bloop. Exactly. So I'm not getting on it. I know. To conjure up my, my, like, nightmare steed. Yeah. It, like, conjures up out of the mist, and then it just comes up behind me. I'm like, all right, Steve, go! <laughs> yep. I refuse to name any animal a regular, like, an animal name. Because some people name their kids, their their animals, like, Sprinkles, or, mm-hmm. you know, Mist, or some bullshit. No. Yeah. Gordon. Steve. Mark. Those are animal names. All right. I'm just saying. Kay. That's my theory. All right. Um, but kind of back to what you were saying, like, I think a lot of it also has to do with, you know, the age of these games... You know, the first, I guess, couple of weeks or month or whatever, that's when the company's going to make their money. Mm-hmm. That's the big push. And then that just goes, you know, down from there. Right. So these are games that, like, they're not making any new sales off of. You know, at this point, they're like, they're, they're like you know, pre-owned discs. Yeah. Flying around at GameStop. That's it. Anything new would be something like a like PC version. 
That's a good point. You know, but those are, like, heavily discounted on Steam and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, pretty much, I think, at that point, like, it's whatever they, they get, they're probably happy with. Okay. They're like, we're not making money off this thing anyway anymore, so. Well, I'm pretty sure that Tomb Raider sold over a million units. Mm-hmm. And so did, I think, Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. Um, so those games, I, I, I think they make sense to do it that way. Mm-hmm. But a game like, for instance, one of the ones that's coming up is, you know, uh, Army of Two, Devil's Cartel. I don't remember that game set in the world on fire. No. Where it was, like, getting coverage in the mainstream media. So in that particular case, I think they're probably more willing to give the game away for free for a certain taste of once you've paid a certain number of downloads. Mm-hmm. Because a game like that, it's like, I wouldn't go buy that. Right. You know, A, I wouldn't buy it full price. If I were trading in games, mm-hmm. and it was part of something, then yeah, I'd get it. Mm-hmm. And for, for free, absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah. I just I would love to sit down with somebody at Microsoft or one of the game companies and like, you know, explain to me how this works, because I'm utterly fascinated by the business model behind it. Mm-hmm. it. It To me, it almost sounds like um, the Louis C.K. thing, where he made the special and put it on his website and was willing to sell it for $5. Yeah. And it was weird that, like, of course it was torrented and thrown up on the site so you can go download it for free. But a good number of people made a point of going and giving him $5. Mm-hmm. Even if they are getting it for free. You know, mm-hmm. Or, you know, they would go and purchase the download. Which I think is really cool. Yeah. And I think that when you have that kind of, like... In, in my opinion, like, let's say, like, the guys who made Tomb Raider. We're like, okay, well, you know, the new Tomb Raider's coming out. So mm-hmm. we're going to sell the first one off the website directly. Or, like, you know, in this particular case, through Xbox Live... For five dollars, mm-hmm. and everybody who missed it downloading it for free could go and buy the original game for five dollars. I guarantee you people would take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah, I'd see that for sure. Yeah, and I, I bet you something like that'll come up. Yeah, you know, and then they'll probably have like pre-order shit going on where like, you know, you you fucking pre-order the new one coming out mm-hmm. and you get like a digital copy of the first one with all the DLC. Yeah, and all the side missions and, all that, kind and, of shit. and that. And honestly, that's a pretty attractive offer. Because yeah. you're getting, like, a massive game for free. Mm-hmm. But, like, one of the things that I don't like about video games so much anymore is that, like, now you can't just go buy the game and have the whole game. Yeah. You have to get the DLCs. And then they try to include, like, you know, well, here's a statuette, because, like, of uh, the, the new Batman game, mm-hmm. Arkham Knight. They're including so much shit in, like, the Ultra Edition pre-release where, like, you get... A bust of Batman, you get a replica statue from the game, you get a the, the comic book prequel, you get all kinds of... It's like, guys, I don't have $299 to pre-order this edition. Yeah. To me, like, I'm, I'm terrified to see, because I, I saw the trailer for Halo 5. Yeah. Uh, Guardians. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified to see what the, pre-order, what the uh, pre-order package is. Yeah, I think they've already got, like, like bundles with, like, a special, like, Xbox One mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. It's getting a little out of control. It's getting very out of control. But you know, like um, like my Marcus Phoenix up here. Yeah. You know that was uh, that was one of those like big deal you know, when the game came out. It was like 150 bucks or something. Uh-huh. But I just waited because you know they ha- they make these and not everybody buys them. A lot of mm-hmm. times you just end up laying around. Yeah. And I ended up picking that up for like like the whole thing because it had all this other shit with it. Some other stuff I have on here. I think. Yeah. But I ended up getting it for like forty bucks. It was like a year and a half later. But you got it for forty bucks. Yeah. See, I'm waiting for the day when, like, when I guess when Halo, then then the end of this cycle of Halo games, mm-hmm. maybe like when Halo, uh, nine or mm-hmm. Halo ten comes out. Yeah. And it's like if you pre-order now, you get a full set of Master Chief armor. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally waiting for that. I'm like, okay, guys, enough. Yeah, I can see that. Because I don't well, think when, they, when 3 came out, they had the whole thing. They had the big one that had the helmet. Mm-hmm. It wasn't wearable or anything. I mean, it was a little smaller. But it was almost life-size. Almost life-size. And, oh. like, that was the big deal. It's, like, 150 bucks, 200 bucks, or whatever. Well, you could probably go on fucking eBay right now and pick one up for 10 bucks. I'm willing to bet you could. And But in that particular case, that, to me, makes sense. Because that, as far as we knew back then, that was the last Halo game they were ever going to make. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, of course you'd want a replica of Master Chief's helmet. Who wouldn't? Right. But, you know, like, when they finally stop making Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. they're not going to do it anymore. Okay? I'm waiting for them to make the wrist blade. Like, it's fully functional. It does, the only thing is, it doesn't have, like, a real blade. It'll have, like, a plastic or, like, an unsharpened metal, you know, yeah, thing. That's, that's already... No, I know, but, like, I'm waiting for, like, a master craftsman in Italy, you know, or, like, a master weaponeer is going to make one, uh-huh. you know... For like fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah. And well, would, at that point, it better be able to fucking kill somebody. That's what I'm saying. Is like I like. That's gonna happen. Yeah. Or like you know, I'm waiting for like the day when they make a really awesome Star Wars game, mm-hmm. and they sell like in the pre-release a fully functional lightsaber. <laughs> Although literally, you can fucking cut shit in half with this. I'm waiting for that day. Right. I'm like, okay, guys, I'm leaving, <clears throat> and I don't mean America. I mean Earth. Right. I don't want any part of this. Well, they still got to figure out that lightsaber technology. I think they will. Yeah, I think lightsabers are lightsabers are within the realm in the future. I hope so. There's certain things that I want. Yeah, like everybody's like, it's 2015. You guys have a certain amount of months to make us fucking. I don't want a hoverboard. Right. I can barely skateboard. Yeah. I'm I'm decent on a longboard. If I'm on a hoverboard, I'm going to die. I want my lightsaber. Okay. Because I. I know I'm going to lose something. Right. Everybody will. That first generation of people who have lightsabers were all losing fingers and mm-hmm. ears and fucking lawsuits. Okay. Oh, it's going to be real bad. Yeah. It's just a contained plasma field. It's not that hard. All right. For a scientist or an engineer, I'm not going to make it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Me either. But I am excited for The Force Awakens. I am. At the same time, I don't care at all. Like, when I think about it, I'm like, more Star Wars. I'm okay with this. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, like, in my day-to-day life, like, I don't even think about it. See, and I, I think, in my day-to-day life, I think more about the Avengers Age of Ultron Yeah. than I do any other movie. Yeah. Well, that and now that Daredevil's coming out in uh, eight days. All right. Yeah, that's right. That's fantastic. Yeah. And supposedly that series takes place after Age of Ultron. Okay. So I'm like, how many spoilers are going to be in that? Yeah, but what'd be nice about it, you know, it's like we won't know what this, what those things are. That yeah, I guess that's a good point. It's like we won't know exactly what was spoiled. We'll just know that something. Yeah. Is a. Hopefully there'll be that. Like if you saw Daredevil, you'd be like, oh, that's what they meant. Yeah, and then you you watch the new Avengers, you're like, oh. Got it. Clever. Clever girl. Yes. But I wonder if there's anybody... Because you know how for the longest time there wasn't a good Batman game? Yeah. They, they were all shit. Yeah. And then the guys at Rocksteady made Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. I wonder why there's nobody working on that with Marvel games. Because like, there's been some decent Spider-Man games. Yeah. They're not great. Well, I think with Spider-Man in particular, they just fucking made too many of them. Because exactly. they had ones that were just coming out. Um, they were, you know, like tied in with the movies. Mm-hmm. And then they had other ones coming out, just, like, had nothing to do with the movies, various yeah. Spider-Man games. 
and they just never really captured like whatever it was that that lightning in a bottle that they had in Spider-Man 2 mm-hmm. or PlayStation 2 which was like the best thing ever. I don't know. I played the one on the GameCube. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to just go swinging through the city. Yeah. And, that's, and I think most people just did that. They're like, I'm not even bothering with crimes. I'm yeah. going to go to the top of the tallest building and jump all the way off and then just right hit the ground, I'm going to web swing. Well, that's what they need to do. They need to allow you to do that instead of making you feel bad because you're ignoring shit going on in the city. Because as we have discussed in this podcast a couple of times before, like I wouldn't feel all that obligated to stop crime. Yeah, and so if I'm playing a video game, you like, I'm definitely not going to feel obligated. See, that makes me worry because I, I hope there's never a day where like people could just go get powers. Like, you will absolutely be a supervillain. See, that's the thing. I don't think I'll be a villain. I do. I, I worry. It keeps me up at night. See, I think that I would just be... People would be like, oh, yeah, he's got powers, but good luck seeing him because he doesn't fucking do anything. I, see, I would hope you change your mind. Because, like, I'm sorry, like, if you're using your powers of flight to go get coffee, I'm going to be super pissed. Yeah. Well, if I could just go get powers, I wouldn't even go so far as flight. I'd just teleport, man. I get teleportation. Yeah, you and your nightcrawler. set. No, I don't want to teleport. It'd be set. Do you know that nightcrawler passes through hell? I think is that that because that's what causes the sulfur smell. Yeah, something like that. I'm sure, he like he like he bamps and he's like, "Don't notice me, don't notice me." I came back. It's not even that long. It's like a fraction of a second. He still goes to hell. That's, okay. Yeah. Still not good. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want to fly. No. I can do that. I can buy a ticket and do that right now. No, I'm not, I don't mean in this giant metal contraption where we're peeing in the face of God for four hours. I mean self-propelled flight. No, because I think that uh, I would have to couple that with some sort of, you know, uh, indestructibleness or something, because I'd fuck myself up. Well, no, you'd have to learn how to control it. Yeah, and I would fuck myself up in the process. I would survive, you know, the the learning process. I understand, but you'd be able to do the learning process thing in a controlled environment where it's like, okay, like you take off, fly low, okay, and then land, but in like you know a gym or someplace with soft floors, perhaps a large moon. Yeah, back. I get distracted easily. I might, I'll fucking go rogue. I don't know, something will happen. <clears throat> so depressing. I'd just rather teleport. I don't know. I think I don't want to be like. The only thing I don't want to be is I don't want to be the first guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to be the first guy to have superpowers. Yeah. I guarantee fucking to you that guy's gonna be a martyr. Quick. Yeah. It's like, I always had this theory that the first person that ever makes alien contact, like, let's say aliens land. Mm-hmm. I know you don't believe in them, but I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Let's say aliens land, and they're like, oh, hi, human. Obviously, they're not going to be speaking English. You'd have to communicate with them through math, because it's universal. It's the same everywhere. Okay. That's the theory, anyway. All right. I don't know if some weird alien creature has them kind of fucking... I, I would venture to say that if they have the technology to get here, mm-hmm. they'd have the technology to learn our language. Rather One of them. Do you think they have a universal... But it w- probably wouldn't be English. Because English isn't the predominant. What is the predominant language? Not English. You need to back it up. With no, I know. That. <laughs> I know that English is not the most predominant spoken language in the world. It's not. It but has to do with some kind of Middle East something. My guess is, I wouldn't say Farsi or anything like that, where they speak in Iraq and Iran. I don't know. Either that or it's Chinese. I, my guess is it's probably Chinese. Yeah. Well, if you're going to just by sheer number of people, either Chinese or Indian. Right. But they're not spread out across the globe enough. 
But okay, so let's say that they come down and they are like, "Hi, human. Mm-hmm. We're from Alpha Centauri. All right. We're here to make contact with you guys and to do this thing. We want to open the lines of communication with the people of your world. That person, whoever, whichever human they're talking to, I guarantee you that person is getting assassinated rather quickly. Think so? Yeah. Because especially like from and not to get too politic too politicky, mm. but like probably from somebody on the right who's very into Jesus and was like, "How dare you prove us wrong?" Kapow! Right. I see that happening. Hmm. I don't know. That's why I don't want to be because I would want to be that guy. You would? Yeah. To get assassinated? No, not to get assassinated. But to prove them wrong? No, because I think that I would handle it very well. You think like the the actual the actual communication. What makes you think that you'd handle a communication with first contact alien species? I don't know. I think I could be pretty chill about it. Like this? Yeah. Like you'd roll up on a wagon with my buddy Modoc. They're like, they're like, hey, we're you know, we're from Alpha Centauri, and we just wanted to open up communication with you people. I'd be like, so, how was your day? I don't, <laughs> I don't believe that at all. <laughs> No? I know, but I think I'd want to... I'd like I, to think so. I'd like to think so as well, but I, I, I imagine I'd be more, like, just, like, nervous and jittery. Yeah. And then eventually I'd have to, like, get a moment to go scream and be like, holy, you know, holy fucking shit, I found aliens. Right. And they come back out and I'm like, so, uh, your majesty. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd work it out internally later. Yeah. But I think at the, in the moment. Yes. I'd be like, all right. And they like, can you find me to your center of government? I'm not sure. It's the White House. Yeah. Like, it, it, what you do is you head uh, east. You know, I'll, just, I'll come with you. Yeah. So I, 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 can't, I can't play you, but you, you should play me. And then when you I'll land you at the White House, you come out with your hands up, because the Secret Service is yeah. like, they've got their guns. Like, hold on! I am an Earthling. I am from this planet. I was born in El Paso. I was. This is this is His Highness, Modoc. Okay? He's from the planet. You go, you go talk to him. But I still keep my hands up because I don't want to get shot. No sudden movements. Oh, Hopefully you'd have a little bit of time to kind of get to know the alien a little bit while you're flying. That's true. Because you, know, you imagine it would take it a little like while. A it wouldn't be a blink of an eye, no. Like, you know, get in there and be like, oh, you want to go smoke? And fucking, you know, and be like, so stuff. No, I honestly, I feel like that's the one time I'd be like, I'm going to take a picture. Like, come here. Yeah. Okay, that's good. <laughs> no one's going to believe this otherwise. Yeah. Um, but, like... I just think that, like, to be the first guy who makes alien contact or the first guy who has superpowers or the first guy to, like, be born with superpowers, like, the first mutant, if that's what you want to call him. It's just not going to end well. It's No, for that person, it is not going to end well at all. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. That's a sad story. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. I figure a year in, mm-hmm. I want powers. A year in, I want... I don't want wings. Nothing noticeable. Hmm. But, like, if there's a way that, like, I'm like, I want Wolverine shit, mm-hmm. can we do that? And they're like, yeah, it's just going to cost so many credits. Like, All right, cool, let's do it. Because yeah. eventually we speaking, will... Speaking of which, how did you feel about um, Hugh Jackman's tweet the, the other day? Did he play uh, Wolverine one last time? Yeah, putting the claws on for the last time. Uh, I think it's time. Yeah. I think he did a... He had a, a decent run as Wolverine, I think... Um, Unfortunately, he was the right guy at the wrong time. That's mm. kind of how I always looked at the X-Men movies. Mm. It's like, you guys have an idea of what to do, you just don't know how to pull it off. Yeah. Because, um... Well, I don't think he could work out anymore without, like, turning inside out at this point. Well, I... I 
I loved hearing about how during the filming of The Wolverine in Japan, mm-hmm. and he knew he would have a shirtless scene or a muscle scene, he would stop drinking water like 12 hours before the filming of the scenes so he could like really dry out mm-hmm. and have that like increased vascularity so it literally looks like he's just nothing but like a thin layer of skin and then veins and muscle. Because mm-hmm. he pretty much was. Yeah. Because there's a scene where he's chopping wood and like every vein in that portion of his body is just screaming against his skin. I was like, yeah, no, that's... I think you should stop now. Yeah. You you look like the Toxic Avenger from the neck down. <laughs> you really do. Like, it's yeah. not even funny where you look like something out of Ninja Turtles. Right. Let's just stop. But I think in terms of him not playing the role anymore, I think it's... I think it's good because they just... They can't make the right movie. It's the same thing that they're having problems with with Spider-Man is I think they bring in the wrong people mm-hmm. who don't appreciate and didn't grow up with comics. Right. Getting the movies. Where I think that's where they got it right with Marvel with, like, the people behind Daredevil and the people... Well, not Daredevil, excuse me, but, like, the Avengers and stuff like that where it's, like, you have people who read comics mm-hmm. and people who love and appreciate and understand comics. I don't think they ever had that with the X-Men movies. Yeah. Maybe with X-Men 2. Yeah. Where it was, like, that was probably, the, out of all the X-Men movies, it was probably the best one. Yeah, I'd say that. Because um, they had Nightcrawler in it. Yeah, I know. That's, yes. It was, like, the best scene. With him the opening, about. That opening scene was pretty badass. Yeah. When he assaults the White House. Yep. Um, however, the fight scene between Wolverine and Lady Deathstrike was pretty cool, too. It was pretty cool. Um, I felt bad for most people, though, I think, in the theater who went to see it. Because yeah. I think most people were like, oh, so who's this chick? That's true. You had to know some deep comic lore. Mm-hmm. Um, the one problem I have with all, with Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine, and I've had it with all the movies, is that remember in the comics when Wolverine was pretty much the baddest fucking dude in the room at any given time? Yeah. He never is. He gets his ass kicked a lot yeah. in the X-Men movies. Yeah, it, in the X-Men movies, they always, they always put it down to, like, he becomes that badass when he gets mad. Yeah, no, Wolverine... And he'll have, like, that one tiny little scene in every movie where he's mad enough. And he kicks everyone. Yeah, he got his, he has his berserker rage, and that drives me insane because that's not the character. Yeah. In the comics, Wolverine's a badass at any given time. When he when he goes into his berserker rage, he doesn't just fuck people up. He just starts straight murdering people. Yeah. Left and right, he has no control over it. That's not a good thing. Yeah. Um, like, you know, he's just, like he he was never the right kind of Wolverine. He looks like Wolverine. He's a great person to play Wolverine. He, he just wasn't the right Wolverine. Yeah. Um. You know, now they got this X-Men apocalypse coming out. I just, uh... Enough. Yeah. They just can't get them right. Yeah. And I just don't understand it, because the story's there. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it anymore. I think I was about done after X-Men 2. You know, and, and I, I don't I don't understand all the hate and vitriol over uh, 3. Like, 3 was, to me, like, well, okay, that's part of this. I see that. Um... And see, I'm on. I'm in the opposite camp. I fucking hate that movie. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I think the 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 first big sin, and I and I honestly I do place it at the feet of Brett Ratner because mm-hmm. I I think that absolutely was him just collecting the paycheck. Okay. Um, you don't show Cyclops's death on screen. You don't show his murder at the hands of the woman he loves that he thought was dead. You don't show it. You. You don't. Not only do you show it, you fucking beat the audience over the head with it. Yeah. Like you make us suffer with him. Mm-hmm. That like he's fighting for his life against a woman he thought was that he doesn't want to hurt. 
but she's ripping him apart. She's killing him brutally. Yeah. You absolutely make the audience suffer through that. That's yeah. like filmmaking 101. But I think they only had Marsden for like a day because he was going to go work on Superman with Brian Singer. And there, apparently there was like a lot of like bad blood going on. Oh, there was a ton of bad blood. So, And I, I've heard about all that stuff with Brian Singer. Um, I mean, for me, I would have just left it out then. I'd be like, you know what? I don't even need you for that day. We'll just not have Cyclops in this motherfucker at all. Then in my opinion, you don't do the Dark Phoenix saga. Yeah. You take the story in a completely different direction. It's like if you can't show Cyclops' death on screen, which honestly would have been a great twist. Mm-hmm. It would have been a great way to start the movie. Is you know He's at Alkali Lake and she shows up and then she brutally murders him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you show that. Mm-hmm. If you can't do that, then you don't tell the Dark Phoenix story. Right. You tell something else. Right. That's just my opinion. But like, yeah. it was Well, like, I think about, at that point I was just... I was so whatever yeah about the X-Men movies mm-hmm. I was like okay I'm not mad just, I'm not anything yeah exactly you're ambivalent to it yeah which is fine I mean I think a lot of people were at that point and I still feel that way absolutely like I've seen the recent X-Men movies and like they don't hurt my feelings right you know but I'm not like probably couldn't tell you a lot that goes on in them even though I've seen them yeah I mean I could probably tell you the basic plot of Days of Future Past, but and it was I enjoyed it. Yeah, it you know it took I saw the movie I saw the uh, um, the first of the kind of reboot mm-hmm. not reboot thing what was it the not the last X Men movie but the one right before that. oh first class yeah first yeah. class I, I saw first class I actually saw it like two times and then it, it wasn't until like way later it was like oh fucking Hunger Games is playing the blue chick that's cool well she has a name I'm sure she does it's Jennifer Lawrence oh okay um cool yeah good for her yeah she's she's a bit of alright man yeah um well I thought when they I thought yeah when they were when they made first class I thought that was like a complete reboot of the X-Men series yeah cause X-Men 3 and um uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine were both so bad. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we need to start all over again. I'm like, okay. Okay. And then, you know, same first class, I'm like, alright. And then they're making another movie with the original, with more of the original mutants from the first X-Men movie. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Stop it. See, and then the, the, the Wolverine, the Origins, X-Men Origins Wolverine, like, that was another one that I'm like, I don't know. He was sufficiently Wolverine in it for me. He was never the problem. Yeah. Um. And in fact, Leah Schreiber was never the problem. I thought Leah Schreiber was badass and Sabretooth. Mm-hmm. I like that dude. Yeah. He needs to be in more things mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Where I had an issue was that, I was like, okay, what did you do to Deadpool? Why does he have swords in his arms? Yeah. Like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. Okay, what... <laughs> they have the final battle on top of a nuclear reactor. What? Like, no, wait, what? Is that what happened? I don't know. I yeah. knew they were on top of something. Well, because what they... This is... Oh, it makes me... I don't even... Like, it makes me so mad. I just want to, like, not talk about it. All right, well, well, let's not. Let's no, talk, okay, okay let's, want... talk, let's talk about Deadpool a little bit. Okay, did you see? Did you see the thing that, that they put out yesterday? With Slater? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw it. That was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. And I love the fact that he was all, fuck you, Slater. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, and, and, and they're saying that it's going to be R-rated. It's going to be a hard R. Yeah. From what I understand. And that makes me very happy. Yeah. Um... See, like, remember we talked about Punisher Warzone and how just, like, cartoonish the violence is in that movie? Mm-hmm. 
that in Deadpool makes more sense. Yeah. Like, true. if Deadpool punches a guy so hard his face explodes, yeah. it's like, ah, that's fucking Deadpool, that's awesome. Yeah. When Frank Castle does it with no superpowers whatsoever, I'm like, <laughs> how? Oh, but I do love that. It's, and it's yeah. such a weird dichotomy because I love Punisher Warzone, but it's such a goofy movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like, like I talked about before, I, I couldn't get past some of the acting in it. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's too much. Too much. Um, but I'm really excited about Deadpool. I think it's going to be great. Um, I I think that it's going to be the incarnation of Deadpool that I'm not as fond of. And uh, there's a particular writer, and I can't I don't know his name, that had a run on Deadpool that kind of created that, like the super wacky, almost like Jim Carrey esque version of Deadpool, mm-hmm. which has not always been my favorite. But well, I think that that's probably the best. Th- translation they're going to do. Did you see the, 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 the test footage that they shot last year that was all CGI mm-hmm. with Ryan Reynolds' voice? Mm-hmm. You saw that, right? Mm-hmm. As I understand it, it's going to be like that the entire movie. Okay. Which, that I can deal with. Yeah, I can deal with that. But if it's, if it's you know, I don't want moments of, like, quiet introspection. No, 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 it's no. Like, no, he needs no, to be... Like, I'm, I'm talking about, like, having, you know, I, if, if they're going to have parts where he's you know, having arguments with his speech bubbles and things like that. Like, they actually have speech bubbles pop up mm-hmm. or something. I'm going to be like, well, what's you weird, need to do that. There's this weird thing that they've been doing in comics lately, particularly with villains. And, and I've noticed it mostly with the Joker and with Deadpool, where the characters inside the comic know that they're in a comic. Yeah. They know that they're self-aware enough. And with the Joker, it's always been that the the conceit has always been that most people think, well, the Joker's just this, like, really crazy, you know, insane super criminal. Batman's contention has always been, no, he's not insane. Mm. He's unbelievably sane and superhumanly smart. That's his power. Right. Is that he's so fucking brilliant that his brain operates on a different level of, like, thinking than any other human on the planet. Mm-hmm. To the point where the Joker has actually directly addressed the comic audience. Mm. And Deadpool has done the same thing. Well, Deadpool's always been, a, like, he's always known he was in a comic. Like, Which is why he is the way he is. But, like, Deadpool, it's funny because, like, he's he's so smart that he appears insane. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing with the Joker. Yeah. And so, like, lately in comics, there's been a... And I shouldn't say lately, like, a few years ago. Um, that kind of came to the forefront where people were realizing, hold on a second, like, what are they doing? Like, why is he talking to me? Why does he know he's in a comic book? It's like, well, because that's how insane he is. Mm-hmm. Is he realizes the truth about things. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you know, you have guys like the heroes who don't know, mm-hmm. and your Deadpool who's like, he's in on the joke yeah, with the rest of us. Yeah. And I, I wonder if at some point they'll reference that in the movie where Ryan Reynolds, in costume, talks directly to the camera. I bet you it's going to happen. Probably I would have to imagine so. You know, he, I've seen some stuff with him online uh, on Twitter where he talks about how much he loves the character. He's not a big comic book fan, but he is a huge Deadpool fan. Mm-hmm. And I hope that's true. I hope he's sticking with that. Yeah. I hope he's absolutely, you know, making sure he's on top of the script. And like, it needs to be this. Like, it needs to be this. He needs to hit these marks. And Deadpool needs to do and say these types of things. And, you know, and I think that that's probably what's going on. Because, um, you know, as from what I understand, from what I've read, is that Ryan Reynolds has been, like, the main driving force to get the, this film done. Right. Like, he's like, we should do this and we should do it right and you should do it with me because I'm perfect for fucking Deadpool and he is he is he's absolutely perfect for Deadpool so you know I'm I'm really excited about it I agree I think it's I want it to be as good as I hope it is 
Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing I have with uh, Daredevil and Angel Voltron and stuff like that, that it's as good as I've built it up in my brain to be. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm i a big James Bond fan, mm-hmm. which we've discussed. Mm-hmm. And um, there's... Ow! I have Idris Elba things to talk about with you. Yes. And you haven't... Well, we hold haven't... on one second. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Okay. All right, boppers. All right, I just want to do that. Okay, we're back. I just fixed some shit. Okay. But it's fixed. So, I'm going to talk about one thing, and then it's going to come circle to our big man crush. It's okay. Gonna okay, and then I'll get it. I got. I have one of your man crushes of uh, things I need to talk about. Do you want to go first, since yours is only one thing? Sure. Okay, go for it. Okay, so Stephen Amell? Yes. Casey Jones? That's right. That's going to be fucking rad. That's so awesome. I love Stephen Amell. Um... I think it's fair to absolutely call him a man crush because I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden, like whenever he's on Facebook, yeah. and he's all Facebook, I imagine he's going Robert. Oh, See, I think I think you're like um, you're like Felicity on the show, like whenever he's doing the salmon ladder. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's just like, I think you are too. Oh, I am. Yeah. Because I'm just like, <sighs> I'm not whatever. We've discussed it. It's not like you want to like touch him and you know. No, it's not that it's I want to. Like, that's a fucking neat thing to be able to do. It's. No, it's not that it's not that I want to like hold him and like rub our beards together. Yeah. Like I don't want that. Right. I mean, if he says something, maybe. But you wouldn't say no. I, I wouldn't say no, but I'm not actively about to be rude. Exactly. Yeah. Like I just met Stephen Amell, and he's like, "Do you want to hold me?" Yeah. Yeah. I do, but I'm not actively pursuing he's it, Stephen. Like, you know, get all of my my musk. Exactly. My and, essence in your nose. And, and he's like, "Do you want to hold me?" And I'm like, "Without shirts on." He's like, "Of course." I'm like, "Well, then let's do it." Do you want to hold each other shirtless and watch wrestling? Yes, I do. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. Well, of course, of course. Who wouldn't? Okay. Um, but that kind of came out of nowhere. Because I saw it on Facebook, and it's like Stephen Amell joins the Ninja Turtle sequel. Yeah. Well, I guess the studio hasn't actually announced it. But, but it, it, like, Variety said it, and mm-hmm. then Stephen Amell has pretty much said it on his Twitter or something. Yeah. Um, so, word. And it's shooting very soon. As I understand it... Well, it's actually shooting right now. Well, yeah, but he's he's still shooting the Arrow finale mm-hmm. in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I think this is their last week for the season. Yeah. Um, which is funny because it's only March, but we won't get to watch the final episode until sometime... It's, it's April now. Actually, we won't get to watch the final episode until sometime in May. Yeah. But by that point, he'll be deeply ensconced in Casey Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if they're going to have him romance April O'Neil, as you're supposed to. Sure. Will he have on the hockey mask? Well, I he, hope so. Well, he have the golf bag full of, of weapons. I, the only thing I, I, I ask, and this is not for me because anytime Stephen Amell puts a shirt on, I get disappointed. But when Casey Jones was in the cartoon, he wore like a crop top. Yeah, like a half shirt. Yeah, he wore a half, a half shirt yeah. hoodie. Yeah. It's like he got a hoodie and he was like, no. And he cut like a jagged line on it. And he was like, put, and then he wore old ratty sweats. Yeah. Like, let's, let's spruce up the outfit a little bit. What do you think, guys? Give him a little bit more? I don't know, maybe give us some jeans, but leave it pretty well. Um, I don't know, because when, uh, 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 when uh, Elias Coteus portrayed Casey Jones in the original 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live-action film, um, he wore just basic street clothes. Yeah. You know, like a vest and like a jeans and such. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have the half shirt, but Stephen Amell has the body. Yeah, I don't shirt. think, you know, I don't think he could have pulled off that, that look. 
quite as well as Stephen Amell probably could. Um, if they want to reference it, maybe when Stephen Amell, like, when Casey Jones is working out at some point, like, he's training and then he's wearing that outfit, that's fine. Or, you know, if he, like, he's got, like, a full shirt thing going on and then he gets into a fight and then it gets ripped. I like that. You know? I like that. Or he rips it to, like... I like that even more. Bandage. If, yeah, he tears it, and he reveals just a little bit of his tummy. So we have a little bit of a 90s pullback, so then, you know, at some point he's got a lot of things tied around his arms for whatever reason. Okay. Okay. You know? There's not one part of the conversation that I don't like. <laughs> yeah, if he's wearing... If he wears Wrist a, things. It's a 90s deal. If the hoodie can also be day glow. Mm-hmm. So when he puts his hand on his heart, it changes color. Oh, like hyper color? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's on me too, Steven. Yeah. Me too. I'd be fine with that. Um... But I think it's cool. I just hope it doesn't interfere with season four of Arrow. I doubt it will. Because as I understand it, um, they were already filming. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't think it'll... I, I doubt that he's going to be on set for, like, that long. Well, I just... I hope that... Especially if they're bringing him on this late. Yeah. I, it, that's what struck me as odd, is that he got cast rather late in the process. Right. Normally, you know, they announce that stuff like a good four or five months before production begins. Like, they've announced that, you know, all the people that are going to be in Captain America, which actually Civil War has started filming in Georgia, has either started this week or it starts next week. Mm-hmm. But they're already filming Civil War. Right. You know, Downey Jr.'s down there, Chris Evans is down there, um, uh, Anthony Mackie, mm-hmm. who does not get the love that he deserves as mm-hmm. an actor. I think Anthony Mackie is fucking incredible. You know, the thing is, is that I know I've seen him in a lot of stuff, but mm-hmm. I didn't tell you what any of it is. He was in 8 Mile. He was Papa mm-hmm. Doc. Yeah. Hey. Okay. He was in um, a, another Chris Evans movie called What's Your Number with Eddie Made with Anna Paris. Yeah, I didn't see that. Okay, I saw it because it's a romantic comedy, and you know my obsession with romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. I love them. Like, if we ever get to understand something, okay, I want you to understand something very clearly. If we ever get to achieve the level of success of filmmakers that we want to have, I am absolutely going to do a romantic comedy. That's okay. I'm, even yeah. if I'm just like the wacky best friend, even if I'm in the T.J. Miller role, right? Okay, and it's like me, and I'm like, you know, fat and gross talking to Chris Hemsworth while he pursues a relationship with Anna Kendrick. I'm gonna do it because I want to be the guy yeah. that like you know he's just supposed to give his best man speech. Oh no, what's he gonna say? I'm like, hey everybody, I'm fat and gross, and I'm gonna say something inappropriate, but I'm happy they're married. Aw. Like, I'll, that's fine. Yeah, okay. Because I don't there's, think... There's nothing wrong with that. Because I think if you had a choice between, like, having me pursue a relationship with Anna Kendrick or Chris Hemsworth, even I am voting for Chris Hemsworth. He's a beautiful man. I am the opposite. I'm the before picture. Yeah. He's the actor. You know, this this weekend, actually, uh, I watched uh, Pitch Perfect again. Is that the name of that movie? It's a great movie. This is a cool-ass movie. That's I a like that movie. I, li- I like that movie a lot. I'm excited for the sequel. Yeah? Pitch Perfect Dose. They went real creative with the title. Yeah. Um, what the fuck were we talking about? We were talking about... Oh, yeah, so, you know, like... Because the thing is, is that I actually really kind of liked the Ninja Turtles movie. You know, my only real apprehension to them is, like, the fact that they have nostrils. Yeah, they weren't supposed to. Um, speaking of Ninja Turtles, have you heard about what happened in the comics? Yes. That's... An, I'm going to spoil it for you, because I know most people aren't reading the Ninja Turtle comics. Uh, they killed Donatello. Um, Rocksteady and Bebop beat him to death, yeah. and they cracked, they smashed his shell. But my my understanding of it is, is that he didn't actually die. Well, my understanding because they don't actually show him dying in any of the panels, but it's supposed to make you think it's a cliffhanger that he's dead. Yeah. Um, it's pretty insane though. Because yeah. I don't know how you fix a turtle. As I understand it, if you take a real turtle and smash his shell with a hammer, he's gonna die. 
Yeah. Because that's a fucked up thing to do, but seeing that he's a mutant ninja turtle, mm-hmm. he could probably get a new shell from somewhere. Well, he's got mutant blood, so mm-hmm. don't forget that. And then uh, I imagine Splinter has some sort of Asian magic, healing magic. I imagine Splinter's going to do one of these things. Mm-hmm. And he's going to use, like, what if he sacrifices part of his own life energy, his chi, mm-hmm. to heal Donatello? Yeah, and then he sends, like, the, the other three on, like, a quest to find some, like, special kind of sewer berries. <laughs> okay. So that he can make, like, a, a salve. <laughs> some sort of salve to yeah. hit. <laughs> I like that. That okay. is activated by chi magic. Yours is better than mine. Okay. Because yours has actual science behind it. There's the magic sewer berries. Yeah. Um, they only grow in, like, a s- certain... Is Megan Fox going to be in the sequel? As far as I understand, yeah. So you have Stephen Amell and Megan Fox coming together. Yeah. To rub all over on each other. Mm-hmm. She needs to keep her fucking hands off my friend, Stephen Amell. I just imagine we could be really good friends. Yeah. Well, and I think she's kind of kind of monstrous at this point. I don't, yeah, I don't know what happens. I, I'm not a, I am not a big fan of any kind of... Um, uh, plastic surgery. Me either. I think just be who you are. Yeah, be who you are. You look way better. Play the hand you're dealt. Um, like, Lindsay Lohan makes me sad in my heart. Yeah, if you go back to Mean Girls, Lindsay Lohan, dude, bananas. If yeah. you look at Lindsay Lohan now, I'm like, you look like someone took a trash bag and wrung it out. Yeah. But then, and then again, you know, there's a lot of stars who look, that are male, that have had tons of plastic surgery that look plastic. Yeah. Like, Harrison Ford, he needs to... I watched The Expendables 3 mm-hmm. um, on a dare. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, I enjoy The Expendables movies. If you just turn off your brain and yeah. like wait for the gunfire, it's awesome. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> I want to get a clothespin and put it on the back of Harrison Ford's head. And, so it's all, well, there you are. <laughs> I recognize you now. Hi, Han Solo. Yeah. Yeah, he is looking a little melty these days. He, yeah. Um, but real quick, there was a joke I wanted to make about Stephen Amell. Mm-hmm. I believe that I'm his Dwight to his Michael Scott. Okay. All right. But, like, I'd be, like, he'd be talking, and I'd say something to him, he's all, don't, I'm like, all right. But he'd still keep me around. Right. Like, it, our relationship would be very abusive. Because, like, he, I mean, he'd, he'd, he'd know that he could count on you. When the chips are down. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Would I go too far all the time? Yes. Yeah. Would we be borderline inappropriate? Absolutely. That's from day one. Yeah. But would he keep me around and and love me as a like retarded brother? Yes, he would, because yeah. he's that kind of guy. See, I think I see. I have the same thoughts about uh, Donald Glover, but it has nothing to do with muscles. I'm not. It's not just muscles. It's not just physical for me. Yeah, he's yeah. a he's a beautiful person. He's got sure. an amazing soul. Why don't? Okay. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I don't understand you. <laughs> okay. Why would you say such a thing? I have offended you. It's not what you said; it's how you said it. No, I just I think that you know, Don Glover and I could you know we would hang out. It'd be pretty good. We'd have good conversations about sneakers. But hold on, you would have amazing conversations about sneakers. Yeah. But you would be using Donald Glover to get to Allison Brie. Well, you can't anymore. Yeah. Because he's not on Community. Because they're not friends. They're not friends. Well, I imagine they're still friends, but I think that I, I think me personally, I have, like, other easier ways to get to Alison Brie. So. Are we going to be on the news? No, 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 no. Okay, no, all right. No. All right. Um, 
But speaking of man crushes, because see the thing, okay, see, and, and it's like it's like a Louis C.K. kind of he 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 made a, a very good. It it works for me too, because it's like I'm not one of those guys that girls just see me, and they want to fuck me. Like that's not, like I'm never gonna be that guy. I understood. Right? It's like hold on, let me talk to you for five minutes. Right? That's see, that's the whole point is right. that I could just get in enough so I could talk to her for a few minutes. And then maybe I think I could take care of that. I think I could. You can make it get that done. Um, I believe you. I I would like to think that like if I was friends with Stephen Amell, mm-hmm. I could meet the ladies from Arrow. Yeah, and they'd be like, "Oh, he seems nice." And then we'd start talking, and they're like, oh, "Okay, I I see it now. Yes, you are whatever." And I I stop. I'm taken. But right. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what. That's you what, create that opportunity. Yes. For them to have a crush on me. Yeah. But it's like we can't do anything. Right. Because you have whatever and I have whatever, and we respect each other and our partners so much that we wouldn't do that. Right. But it's still we understand that it's still there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But speaking of man crushes. Okay. Okay. I think the one man crush that we both share, mm. Idris Elba. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. There's been some developments, and the first being mm-hmm. that evidently, and I don't know if you knew this or not, but Simon Pegg is writing Star Trek Three. Yes. Complete rewrite. Mm-hmm. He's doing the entire screenwriting process, which is fantastic. Right. Um, I think you're going to get a really excellent Star Trek movie. Okay. The rumors I heard, which were then later contested by Simon Pegg himself, was that Idris Elba was going to play the villain in Star Trek Three, mm-hmm. and that he would be a Klingon. I had heard something to that Which effect, is yeah. bad ass. Okay. However, Simon Pegg came out and said, there's no specifics on what role he was offered, just that we'd like to have him on board. Mm-hmm. And he probably would play the villain, but it, it wouldn't be a Klingon. So I was disappointed in that regard. Okay. But I'm still jazzed that it's Idris Elba in space. Okay. You know? I guess. Because that's fantastic. It's not the right space, though. That's not the space I want him in. What space do you want him in? I want um, some kind of bungalow where she's like. I want a I want a side movie. It'd be Star Wars, Idris Elba, the so, Idris Elba Chronicles, because he's already got a Star Wars name, Idris Elba. Yeah, he's yeah. So he could just fucking play Idris Elba in Star Wars. Is it weird that I like Stringer Bell better as a name than Idris Elba? Like his like yeah. his, dude, that's a badass name, that's Stringer a good Bell. Name, yeah. For those of you who don't know, he played Stringer Bell on the wire. Go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but no, that's what I'm saying. Is he already has a Star Wars name? He does. So he should be in the Star Wars universe. Is he playing Idris Elba? Okay, so let me ask you a question. Is he? I'm assuming you wouldn't want him to play a Jedi or a Sith. I'd want him to be. Um, I'd want him to be like essentially Kyle Katarn. Just a scoundrel. A scoundrel with Jedi powers. So, but he's like, I'm. I. I you know, I, I'm, I'm so tempted by the dark side a lot. I don't use it much. Only when I have to. Now, come here, baby. Yeah. Okay, I can understand that. Yeah. Um, I would be very excited to see him in any of the Star Wars or Star Trek or any of those movies. I think yeah. that'd be great. Um, well, I just don't, I don't want to feel I don't want to feel like I have to watch a Star Trek. You don't have to watch a Star Trek. But if Idris Elba's in it, yes, I do. Well, I guess if you if you love him like you're supposed to, you'll watch it regardless if it's a Star Trek movie. You know, you know, I, felt that, I no. felt the same way about the last one because it had fucking Bandersnatch in it. And fucking... 
You know, I felt bad after. I was like, I felt a little dirty. I was like, I had to. You just had to watch Star Trek. You just hate Trek for no reason. I hate Trek because it's not good. You're not good. Um, and then the other Idris Elba news that kind of got me excited mm-hmm. was they released a teaser trailer for the next James Bond movie, Spectre, mm-hmm. which I'm automatically excited about because it's just. I think the Daniel Craig Bond movies have just been fantastic. I, they yeah. stumbled a bit, of course, with Quantum of Solace, but I still enjoyed the hell out of that movie. Yeah. Um, I didn't understand the frame of it, but it was kind of cool. And Skyfall was incredible. Yeah. In my opinion. Sure. Um, but when they released the trailer for Spectre, they, they were talking about how this is the second to last film on Daniel Craig's Bond contract. That after mm-hmm. this, he has one more and then he's done. Mm-hmm. And they're probably not going to re-up his contracts. I think he'll be near 50 at that point and then he'll probably will be tired of playing Bond after five films um, and then of course it brought up the rumors again that Idris Elba will play the next James Bond mm-hmm. which um, would lend credence to your James Bond is just a code name theory mm-hmm. which I don't like because I want to believe that it's really the same guy okay. um, but he's perfect to play James Bond mm-hmm. and I don't want to hear any of this well James Bond isn't black well Shut up! Yes, he is. Doesn't matter. He's whatever he needs us. We, whatever we need him to be. Yeah. Well, you know what? Sean Connery was a British. He's so. Scottish, yeah. right? Yeah. Is that why he talks like this? Mm-hmm. Is he Scottish? Is that how they say things in Scottish land? I guess. I don't know. You've been there. I haven't. I haven't been to Scotland. You went to England. I th- I've seen Scotland. And you went to Wales. In the distance. Right. Yeah. You've been to England, Wales, and then um, Ireland. Into Ireland. Yes. In Northern Ireland. The Emerald Isle, right? Yeah. So I know, I know that all you know, I know all you racists out there like to lump us together with the Scottish, but it's two different countries, guys. Come on, it's two countries separated by an imaginary line. They're separated by water, like a sea, like a channel. the Irish Sea. Yeah, but it's not. It's like how long of a distance is it? It's like six hours on the slow boat. Okay. Um, one of the guys, um, I work at my day job is to work in an office, and one of the guys that comes to pick up the recycling, he's from Ireland. Mm-hmm. He has like the thickest fucking brogue. Yeah. But it's so cool because it, <laughs> he'll come in and like, I'm going to do just the shittiest Irish accent, but I'm, I'm sorry because I have to because it makes me laugh every time he talks. He'll come in and he's like, Oh, there's a national Ireland. <laughs> no, I had no idea. But well, where, whereabouts? And then he'll say where he's from, like County Killarney in Blick Blarney land. There's too many Arnies in fucking Ireland, okay? There's not that many. There's a lot. Okay. There's more than one, that's too many. Alright. Okay, because County Killarney is. No. I don't even know if that's a real place, it, just, it sounds like. There's Killarney. There, see, I was, I was half right. <laughs> I made it a county. I don't yeah. think it's a county. Yeah, Killarney's a county. Science. It's true. Um, but I think I, I remember when Daniel Craig was cast as James Bond and people had such a huge issue with it because he wasn't dark haired yeah he's blonde what the fuck yeah it was, the thing was Bond not blonde that was yeah. the internet like yeah. protest and I was like are you guys fucking kidding me so I can only imagine the meltdown that will occur if a black guy is cast as, as James Bond like okay disregard the fact that he's black hmm? disregard the fact that he's not Sean Connery hmm? okay He's arguably one of the best actors on the planet. Yeah. Just let him play it. Yeah. Who who do you want? You know, and I think that I think that if 
he would be the actor that can handle it. Handle taking on James Bond and then handle all the bullshit that's going to come along with it mm. because he's black. And I think that no, I think that after his first outing as James Bond comes out and it is it just it knocks it out of the park. Mm. I think I'm going to feel probably more bad about the things that people will say than he will. I'm going to be like, Idris, will you come and hold me? Because I feel, and he I will feel say, wounded. He will say, no, I will not. And then, exactly, when you have the reaction, I'm going to be holding Steven, and I'm like, oh, that's bullshit, baby. I know. And that's, that's, that's us rubbing our beards together. Right. And he's like, is your friend okay? I'm like, he's fine. Just shh. Let me look at you. I appreciate you. Okay. Aesthetically, he's a very pleasing man. It's true. He's, he's an action figure. Come to life. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Like, I just feel bad, like, watching Arrow, like, especially the first season, because in this season, he doesn't ever work out. Mm-hmm. But he still maintains that, like, you know, fucking carved from wood physique. Yeah. But, like, in the first season when he was doing the salmon ladder or he was doing whatever else, I was like, I have to compete with that, like, on a genetic level. Like, that's my my opposition as a man. Like, I can't compete with him. Yeah, but you have to think about the fact is that he's also not the norm. That's There's true. only one of him. There are many like us. Well, maybe physically. Personality-wise, I no. do think our personalities carry us a long way. Yeah, so we'll talk about it. Let me talk to you for five minutes. It makes sense. I'm, I'm in complete agreement with you. Yeah. So, when I turn on the charm, it's a little it's a different story. Do you think that, okay, so physically, Steven is up here. Steven and Idris. Yeah, yeah. But you know, because Idris is higher up because he's got the British accent. Yeah. Number one. He's also a DJ. Yeah. Okay, so that's, that's instant swag. Yeah. And I hate saying swag, but I said it. And so he's like, and he's a famous actor, but he's, and he's got that deep, like, really mm-hmm. cool British accent. Mm-hmm. So he's, like, up in the stratosphere. Yeah, no, there's no competing. We'll never, catch, we'll never catch him. On any level. Okay. Steven is more down here. Because he's Canadian, which brings him down a peg. Yeah. It does. I'm sorry, sure. but you're from America's hat. Deal with it. Yeah. Okay? But then he has that physique. Okay? Right. Then he does a lot of charity work. Right. He goes back up with that full pay. Sure. Okay. Now, we're right about here. Okay? Yeah. But we also write. Yeah. Okay? And we're also charming and funny. Right. Okay, so now we're on the same playing field. If he's halfway as funny and charming as we are in person, we're dead in the water. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, it's like if we were hanging out with him... Mm-hmm. We would definitely be able to catch some of the females that fall off of him. Yes. Well, he is faithfully married. That doesn't mean that women are not going to try and throw themselves at him. No, I understand that. But, like, I'm not saying I wouldn't want any random... Like, when he bats them away, we would be able to then... Comfort them. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I don't... See, and I don't want any... I'm okay with being the consolation prize. No, that's fine. (laughs) That's fine. But I'm just saying, like, I want to have some kind of, like... Understanding with Katrina Law or with um, Emily, she plays uh, Nissa on Arrow. Which one, the Nissa? Nissa is the one that. Are you watching it at all? I, you know, I need to catch up on a few episodes. Okay, but I am watching it. Um, she's the one that was with Sarah Lance. She was in Love with oh, Sarah. Oh, okay, Lance. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nissa, and then of course Emily Bett Records is Felicity mm-hmm. Smoke. Mm-hmm. She's um, dead to me. Because she had sex with Ray Palmer. Yes, she right. can go. She can go on the Adams Show. I'm not even gonna watch it. Well, it's you probably should. 
They're bringing back Katie Lots. So it'll be on the Yeah, on the that's okay. That's good. And I don't know how. I don't know. I, there's speculation she's going to play a completely new character. What? Yeah. I would say that doesn't make any sense because you guys have damn well better use a Lazarus pit to resurrect her. Yeah, seriously. Like, they wouldn't pull that shit on Doctor Who, I don't think. So, come on. What do you mean they wouldn't pull that shit on Doctor Who? They have. Peter Capaldi played a different guy and then he's the Doctor. Yeah, and you see, that makes more sense to me than what's-her-face showing up as a different character. How? Because she's like... See, Capaldi was like... He was he was in a one-off episode. Yes. yes. You know, side character kind of thing. A lot of people didn't even remember that that was him. I was one of those people. Yeah. I didn't remember. So it wasn't that big a deal. But I think within that sort of realm, like this DC TV kind of deal, mm-hmm. I could not watch her play another character and buy it at any moment. Really. I'd be like, so when is she going to go, ha ha, motherfuckers, I'm really, you know, whatever. Um, My guess is that they're going to explain all that and they're just going to have her be Sarah Lance. Yeah, they should. The, you know, they've already, from what I, my understanding is they've now established the Lazarus Pit. They did. They showed it. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard. Do you want me to tell you? No. Okay. But they've established it. Yes, they have. So, there you go. That's how they bring her back. But how they could have her on that other show and not deal with it on Arrow is she, like, maybe nobody on Arrow knows that she got resurrected. I don't know if that would work because, um, as I understand it, Brandon Routh's Ray Palmer, the Adam, is Mm -hmm. going to be one of the main characters on that show. And so if he's still with Felicity at that point... Well, then maybe Felicity would know. Exactly. And that's it, and she's the only one. She would tell Oliver. I don't think she would. Because she's in love with him. No, she's not. And they belong together. Because no, she betrayed him. She did when she accepted another man's penis mm-hmm. inside of her. Mm-hmm. However. You know, because see, the thing is, is that Oliver never, like, outright would, no, this isn't going to happen. You know, he needed a little time. He needed to die and come back. He did. And work out some things. There were some issues happening in the city. You know? She could have waited a little bit. She didn't. She, she well, didn't. she jumped if right she on. She truly loved Oliver. Pfft. No, she was on that uh, that billionaire wang. Yeah, yeah, it took no time. So at all. she's dead to you. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Has she even seen him outside of his office? Yes. Okay. They went to dinner. And, oh. um Yeah. Okay. Some stuff. Yeah. Well, then that makes the betrayal all make sense then. What do you want? I got nothing. I just, I'm not, you know, like I said, Felicity is dead to me. And you have every right to feel that way. Yeah, I do. I just... I feel totally justified. I think you should, but I'm just saying that I have a bit more patience and a bit more willingness to forgive where Felicity Smoke is concerned. Maybe not so much Laurel Lance, but yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know what's So, a little side thing we were talking about casting. Um, and I, I'm not going to be able to tell you names right now, but that's not it's not the point. Okay. I saw a thing about uh, the Preacher Show coming yeah, out. Yeah, I saw that. So, they cast uh, Cassidy. And they cast name. Jesse Custer. Oh, I see. I didn't see the, the that they cast uh, Jesse Custer. Yeah, Seth Rogen tweeted, um, and I think the exact quote was like, and now we have our Jesse Custer. Oh, nice. Did he say who? No. Oh, okay. Because they got... Um, uh, and he's an Irish actor. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know his name, but he was in uh, um, 
This is England. Um, he was in uh, <clears throat> that that movie with uh, that was basically like he was like Escape from Space, but it had uh, what's that guy's name? He's been around forever. He played the bad guy in Iron Man Three. Guy Pierce? Yeah, Guy Pierce. Oh, um, that space. Oh yeah, Lockdown. Yeah, Lockdown, which was a fucking awesome movie. Yeah, it was actually pretty. Good. But he played the uh, um, the the crazy the crazy guy with the eye and the cuss mm-hmm. and stuff. So he's playing Cassidy the, the vampire. The vampire. They also cast Arseface. Yeah, that was that was like okay, so they have an Arseface in there, and they're gonna call him Arseface. Yeah, so cool. It looks I'm like feeling the, better. It looks like they're adhering as close to the comics as they can, and you know that um, they're doing it on EMC and. Um, I don't know, man. Because, yeah. see, right now I'm still kind of hurting because I don't know what's going to happen with Constantine. Um, I guarantee you it'll go to the Sci-Fi Channel for one season and then that's it. Yeah. And it won't even be a full season. It'll be like 13 episodes. Which is garbage. Well, actually, I don't know. Because then they... It, Sci-Fi's already talked about they're going to rename it Hellblazer. Okay. Like, they're going to call it Hellblazer. Um, but supposedly Sci-Fi's putting out... And I haven't watched any of them. But Sci-Fi's put out some amazing shows lately. I guess, like, Helix, Continuum, I guess the TV series of 12 Monkeys. Like, mm-hmm. um, all those shows are supposed to be really, really fucking good. Well, no, what I'm saying is it's not garbage that if it goes to Sci-Fi. Like, I, I'd be happy if it goes to Sci-Fi. But if they only do another season of it, then it's... Fuck that. It is what it is, man. Because it's a pretty good show. It is a good show. It doesn't follow the, you know, comic as well as I think probably people would like. I didn't think they were. But I think it follows it well enough to be on TV. I didn't... Well, to have it on... If they had done it on HBO, if they had done it on FX or AMC or one of those other channels, then they could have stuck closer to the comics and done one of the main comic book arcs from mm-hmm. the, the series uh, because well, they, they could were, have gotten away with more. They were clearly going for... There was a major arc that mm-hmm. they were going for. Definitely. With the character of Zed and the thing with her, her father... Like, that was going to something pretty serious. Yeah. Um, so I'm a little disappointed that, you know, we might not get to see that. I think that if it goes to sci-fi um, or, God willing, Netflix, mm-hmm. then, you know, yeah, you'll probably see that arc play itself out rather quickly in the second season, and then it'll go on to something else. Because right. they'll have to wrap up that storyline and then jump into something new for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Not to get too far off track with that, but Netflix today kind of stumbled, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, they announced that not only did they are they doing this, a show with David uh, Cross and Bob Odenkirk, right. which is fantastic. They announced that they're doing a spinoff series from Full House, and like, is that an April Fool's joke? Like a day late? Are they just fucking with us? You know, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't, Why? Or I wouldn't doubt that it was real. It's called Fuller House. Like, there's even more people living in this giant ramshackle place in San Francisco. Why? But, like, that's my question is why? Why? Because why? now there's all this nostalgia for the 90s. All this stuff, like, people are wanting to bring back these things from the 90s. Okay, but we never got our Perfect Strangers sequel. Yeah, I know, but the thing is, is the Perfect Strangers is not as well-known or liked. I think you need to stop right there. It is beloved. Okay, Bronson Pinchot and Mark Lynn Baker, that was TD Gold. I agree with you. Larry Appleton and Balky Bartokomis. But see, that was like kind of on the, like, right, like, that was the tail end of the 80s. 
beginning of the 90s, right? There's nothing wrong with it, though. But I think that it's kind of, I think it's fallen a little too far out of the public consciousness. I think you're wrong. I think that, no, I think that when, when they do Perfect Strangers, but here's the thing, all those shows are connected. I know. They all took place within the same universe. Yeah. It's like the, yeah, so I want that. So that I want them to do a Family Matters yeah, because, continuation. Yeah, uh, because the, wasn't it the, the wife was like the, she worked in the elevator? Yeah, she was the elevator operator in the office that Belky and Larry worked at. And so right. she was married to Carl Winslow. Right, and they and lived they, like down the block from Full House people. No, 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 no. Because that took place in the suburbs of Chicago. Like that, like Perfect Strangers and all that was in Chicago. They knew the Tanners somehow, because it all started with Full House. That was like the main show. right. right. And then they knew, I think, Larry. See, but I think Perfect Strangers was before. I don't know. We'd have to look this up. I'm pretty sure Perfect Strangers was before. I'm telling you, they're all connected. But I know that there was at least one episode where fucking Urkel showed up at the Full House house. I don't doubt it. And then, but here's my question, and this is where I get lost. How does Step by Step fit in all this? I don't know. That was the one I didn't watch. And that was the one I actually did make a point to watch on on Friday nights, because instead of going out with... Other humans, like regular people did, I watched TGIF. Right. Um, so I don't, yeah, it was like, there was just this random family, the modern day Brady Bunch. Right, because it was about a dude with kids and a lady with kids and they got married. Yes, and then it's like all their wacky adventures when they smoosh their families together. You know, they need to make, see, now it's 2015. Okay. They need to make a sitcom with that plot, right? <laughs> but all the kids are fucking each other. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, that would be great. I'd watch that. I'd watch the shit out of that. Yeah, and all the you know maybe it wouldn't be a sitcom. Maybe it'd be I don't a, think it would be a sitcom. No more of a drama, you know, it and all the absolutely soap opery kind of. No, because then you'd on. have that one brother that like two chi- two sisters were into. So he like spend like half the night with one sister and just like rail her, and mm-hmm. then he'd go to the next sister's room and then just rail her towards the early morning hours. Mm-hmm. And it's like wow, that's like when he gets both of them pregnant, like that's we're all gonna be on the news. Yeah, and I don't want to be the guy responsible for making that show, but I do want to be the guy responsible for liking it. Because my business is fascinating. Well, I'm hoping that maybe this will just you know maybe plant a seed somewhere, and then you know it evolves into a beautiful tree someday. We can dream. Yeah. Um. So I don't understand why Netflix would do. I understand that there's a nostalgia for the '90s. I understand that people are like, there's actually been like a I think talk about putting all the old real world shows. Okay. On Netflix, okay, like all the seasons, right? Up until like I think because they're like now they're running out of cities to go to. It's like the real world. Are they still making that show? Yeah, really. I think that they were in yeah. like um, I want to say like Portland or Salt Lake or something like that. I want them. Okay. I want them to do the real world. This show started when I was in middle school. Yeah, because it was New York. Yeah, I watched it up until I want to say this without like making too much fun of myself, like, up until about New Orleans or Hawaii, somewhere around that area is where I checked out. Like, I think when they went back to Vegas, I was like, nah, I'm done. Yeah, I don't know. I I watched up until, like, the season where they kicked the black comedian out. That was, like, really. that was the second season, dude. Was it? Yeah. yeah. And they, like, was... you know, because they, he was goofing off. I just remember he was goofing off, and it wasn't a big deal, but they were like, oh, he practically raped her. Yeah, they threw that rape word around rather quickly, and yeah. uh, it kind of escalated from there. It all fell apart rather quickly. Yeah, and it, I remember at the time, it was like, oh, how come nobody rewinds the tape? How, many, how come nobody looks at the tape? Yeah, because it's like, all he did was rip her covers off her, but because she was in her underwear, her bra and underwear, like, she, like, flipped out. 
Yeah. I'm like, he didn't lay a fucking finger on you. He didn't touch you. And they were goofing off. They were playing or She was laughing. So, yeah. Clearly. Did, did he go too far? Sure. Did he rape you? Shut up. No, he didn't. He right. never even touched you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I understand that there's like this nostalgia for the 90s, and I get that. Right. But like for Netflix to be like, we're proud to announce that we're doing a sequel series to Full House. Yeah, but look how excited people are about it. All, I saw, online was, all I saw online was mockery. Really? Yeah, people were just like, why? Really? Because I saw people being like, yeah, that's going to be great. You know? I don't know. Because there is. There's this weird nostalgia for that stuff now. And like, because what was it on uh, Jimmy Kimmel not too long ago? Saved by the Bell. Yeah, they had that Saved by the Bell thing. But that was actually funny because like, it was like, you know, Zach got Kelly pregnant and, yeah. and Slater showed up in the black unitard. Yeah, see, that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. But that's funny because it was intentionally so mocking. Well, maybe, maybe they will with this full house thing. That would be great. That if would like, be that'd be cool if they went back and did it as a documentary of like, where are they now? Yeah. And it's like Candace Cameron's character went full on like religious crazy because she did in real life. Mm-hmm. Like she's a lunatic. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Stephanie. Yeah. Meth well, addict. Cause yeah, she well, was. Well, I guess she's like she's like hanging around with like James Gunn and them these days. So that should tell you something. Is she really? Apparently, the actress who played Stephanie. Yeah, she's hanging out with James Gunn. Yeah, Michael Rooker and all those guys or something. Well, then she's fine now. Because they made a... My, uh, James Gunn and Michael Rooker did like some kind of documentary about something. About them hanging out. Okay. You can watch it on the YouTubes or like, whatever. Like you do. And Jody Sweeten's in it at one point. Okay. Because she but hangs then, out. But see, here's my question. Because wasn't she doing that Tapas News thing for a while or something? Was she? I think so. Huh, I didn't, I didn't know that. I knew that she had gotten married and then like got divorced. Mm-hmm got remarried to a cop, like a Vegas cop, got hooked on meth and had a kid, Mm -hmm. and then he left her, and then somehow she retained custody of the kid? I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, she was clean and sober, and then she was on Opie and Anthony, and, you know, she wrote a book, and all kinds of, so, like, I don't know. Um, Here's where I don't think they'll have success with the show. It's going to be very hard for them to get any of the original cast members back, with the exception of a few. Like, I guarantee you they won't get the Olsen twins back. No. They they're, they don't need It's going to be about um, fucking Joey. And Jesse. And Jesse. And their kids? Yeah. Is that what you've read, or that's what That's what I believe. Okay. Here, but I guarantee you, Danny will show up for at least one episode, because um, Bob Saget ain't doing How I Fucked Your Mother anymore. Right. So, he's he's free. Yeah, well, he, he's doing. He, didn't he do like a a tour, like a stand up tour recently or something? Well, he does that, and then he he wrote a book about a year or two ago that actually did pretty well. Yeah. So I think he's doing that too. But see, he's now cultivating. Like people are starting to find out that Bob Saget, like, always has been like the super raunchy comic. Mm-hmm. And he was, and which was, which was so odd. Yeah. That he got cast because even when I was a kid. I knew that he was a Kinnison-esque comedian. Right. Like, he was like George Carlin. Like, he swore yeah, and he said people didn't things. know. Most people didn't know that. Right. And people so, are now learning that. And so he's starting to ride that. Which I think is great. Because yeah. I, I like Bob Saget's comedy. Yeah. Like I've said before, I'm a huge stand-up nerd. Yeah. I, I like it. It seems a little too... Like he's too, trying too hard? Yeah. At times. Um, but, uh, no. I, right. I enjoy it. Um, right. I, uh, John Stamos ain't doing anything. Lori Laughlin isn't doing anything. No. Dave Coulier. I imagine she's probably on a bunch of like Lifetime movies or something. I would. Oh, she's probably on the Hallmark Channel. Yeah, Hallmark Channel. Um, I imagine Dave Coulier. Um, he he's a, a stand-up comedian as well. Yeah. Um, he was the single most annoying person in the '90s. Yeah. With his stupid 
voices that aren't really voices. Mm-hmm. I hated Joey Gladstone. Yeah. And she, I'm sad that I know his character's name, but I fucking hate him. Yeah. Um, he did a... Back during the last, like, five years or so, you had comedians like Louis C.K. and Patrice O'Neill and guys like that who... And, and Jim Norton who talked about... And they were very raunchy on stage and the you know, humor was very dark and very grim. and Because um, I think after they had the whole... Um, blue collar comedy tour when those were super huge there was a huge shift in comedy in the other direction where people didn't want to see nice guys anymore Mm -hmm. they wanted to see Louis C.K. and George Carlin type stuff yeah um Dave Collier tried to counteract that with the nice guys of comedy tour oh did he which I I want to hope that he lost money personally right like I I hope he lost money on it right because I'm like fuck you that's why you're like I'm sorry but Yes, it's true you don't have to curse. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to work blue. Right. I get that. That kind of humor, that like safety net humor, really drives me up the fucking wall. Yeah. Because I think comedy is one of like the last bastions where you should be allowed to say whatever you want. Because sure. it's comedy. It's just a joke. The person doesn't actually mean it. Like, there's this big controversy about Trevor Noah, who's going to replace Jon Stewart as the host of The Daily Show. Mm-hmm. And there's all these like things about his past former tweets that were like anti-Semitic and misogynist. No, they were. They were just jokes that didn't land. And actually, the joke he said about women that people have a really big issue with, I thought it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, what was it? That the reason men propose on one knee is that from back in the olden days, so if the woman said no, they were in the perfect uppercut position. It's a funny joke. Yes, yeah. It's funny. People, you know... People is it offensive? Just, yes, but it's supposed to be. I don't know. People need to fucking get a hold of themselves. I just think it's my that... my opinion. You know, it's like we were talking about in the last podcast... You know, with the thing with the uh, um, the Batgirl variant cover. Yeah. You know, and I went back and I started kind of watching. I want, I really wanted to fucking understand what it was yeah. that people were having a hard time about. And the only thing that I've been able to glean from all the YouTube videos I've watched about it, all the articles that I've read about it, the only real problem is that she looks terrified. Mm-hmm. And it's and the problem is is that she's a woman, and so that makes it rapey for some reason. And, and what? Like, th- those are leaps in logic. Like, mm-hmm. giant leaps to me. If you knew anything about the comic, you'd understand her fear. Yeah. It was just the argument I made last time. Was like, you sure. understand why she's afraid of the Joker. Yeah. Because of what he did to her in the past. Yeah. But to say that, like, that cover was advocating rape, or to say that Trevor Noah's joke is advocating abuse against women. Right. You guys are taking that way too fucking far. And it's like you said, they're making huge jumps in, in logic and reasoning. And it's like all sense has left you during this argument where you're mm-hmm. just now you're just, this is what I believe. This is my argument. This is my stance. And I'm not going to change from it at all. I'm like, well, then you've already lost the argument because mm-hmm. you're not even taking it for what it was. It was just a joke that you didn't find funny. Yeah. And I think really you can't do that, especially with comedy comedy like beauty like art like film all of it is subjective Mm -hmm. it's either for you or it isn't Mm -hmm. okay and if you don't like it that's fine sure but you are not allowed to take it away from someone else who does yeah well you know i'll tell you this you know i i I was guilty of it at one point um a long time ago in my in my youth I, i for whatever reason i got kind of offended at a lot of like the like the racial humor that african-american comedians were doing at the time and so i was so then i got into this whole thing where i was like i don't even want to watch that stuff because it just offends me it makes me mad and so during this whole time i missed out on fucking uh 
Patrice O'Neill. Mm-hmm. I missed out on uh, when I had the Comedy Central show that you took off. Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. Uh, these great comedians that I missed out during that time. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't get over that whole thing until like later. Patrice O'Neill was already dead, mm-hmm. and I put him in my top three favorite comedians of all time. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. It's amazing. Chappelle, like, to this day, he's fucking magic on stage. He is. Um, um, but, it, you know, it, it was me. I had to get over this whole, like, <laughs> I'm offended. It's like, just take it for what it's worth. And what it's worth is it's words. And see, words. I, and I, I never had that that weird, like, visceral reaction of being offended by comedy or by a movie. Um, simply because, like, if I didn't like it, I didn't like it. Yeah. One of the things that I actually see nowadays that really kind of worries me about culture in general is that people if you say anything that's viewed misogynistic or in the defense of men you're what's called um an mra a men's right activist Mm. and it's like you know you believe that men should be superior to women like i no i fucking don't like that's not what i'm saying like i'm just saying that like it was just a joke Mm -hmm. look the my basic argument is this if you don't like something, that's fine. You're not allowed to take it away from someone else. Mm-hmm. Okay, And you're not allowed to try to get rid of it completely. Sure. Because there's some humor that you're going to like that someone else is going to find offensive. And you don't want them taking that away from you. Okay, So either all of it has to be okay or none of it exactly. is okay. Because you know the thing is is that I, I am thoroughly offended uh, by uh, rednecks with puppets doing comedy. I agree. And But I'm not going to try and you know legislate it. I'm offended by Dave Coulier calling himself the nice guy of comedy. Yeah. That bothers me. Yeah. I don't like it. Go play the, you know, Topeka Convention Center. Stay the hell away from me. Yeah. I would rather see and be offended but laugh my ass off by other comedians. You know, I think the two comedians, I think you do it right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jim Brewer does it right. Yes. Because um, that guy's still funny. And he's, he doesn't swear. He doesn't swear at all. He goes, he goes completely clean. And then he went on that whole thing where he was talking about, like, he was never a pothead. It was just kind of a persona yeah. that got him through the 90s, got him paid through the 90s. Um, okay. But he's still hilarious. Absolutely. And um, I think the comedian that probably, you catch me on most days, I put him in my number one slot. That'd be Brian Regan. Yeah. He's, in, in my opinion, he's the funniest person to take stage. Uh, he's completely clean. I I rank him in the top ten. Yeah. These days. Yeah. I my personal top three. Yeah. Would probably be uh, Carlin, Pryor, and uh, Bill Hicks. Yeah. But. Well, and I'm also talking about like alive and working today. Yeah, if you're talking about like modern comedians. Yeah, I mean like my my number one is Bill Burr. Yeah. Um, and I followed very closely by Joe Rogan because actually mm-hmm. his last stand-up special was very funny. Yeah. And he brought up the point. Um. You know, like, if you had to explain to aliens, like, if they came to Earth, they were like, okay, we'll take this to your leader, and they're like, your most popular human. It's Kim Kardashian. Right. And they'd be like, okay, well, that's awesome, human. Why is she famous? Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Right. And it's like, that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. And so, but he curses and swears a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, but not everybody likes it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's fine. You don't have to like it because it's not for you. It, that humor passed you by a long time ago. Well, yeah, and you and, know, and I, it's I the same say the same with uh, Bill Burr. I, I think Bill Burr is amazing. Yeah, he's one of the best. Yeah, working today, he's yeah. one of the best. Because my, my number one slot revolves all the time. Yeah, I was saying, but yeah, um, but yeah, he's, you know, he, 
he talks about a lot of stuff that I think people could easily get very offended by. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does a great job of it. I don't know. He's hilarious. I, don't know, I just, I there's this weird, and, and I'm seeing it starting to taper off a bit, and it, that makes me feel better. It gives me a little bit of hope. But I, there's just this weird kind of backlash and like um, rebellion against all things quote unquote offensive, and that if it's offensive, it needs to go away completely. Mm-hmm. And like no, that's not how it works. Yeah. Look. It's and it's basically a freedom of speech issue. Mm-hmm. Like I'm allowed to say whatever I want. I'm allowed to be as racist and offensive as I want to be. Mm-hmm. You have every right to be offended by it. Yeah. You don't have the right to stop me. Yeah. You can't tell me to not say it. You can say please don't say that, but I can say okay, well please go away. Yeah. You know, I, and I'm trying to remember the name of the comedian that put me in that space. And this was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he was on the Chappelle Show a lot. Uh, he's known for his. He's been around forever. You might know. I'm, I'm fishing for his name. Charlie Murphy? Uh, no. Donnell Rawlings? Oh, Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney. Yeah. It was funny because Mooney's it was like... Last dude. Yeah, and that's the thing. is that The funny part is is that, you know, he's. I think he was the comedian that kind of put me in that mindset. Mm-hmm. And I think the guy's the absolute genius now. Yeah, Mooney is absolutely hysterical. I went through and, you know, watched everything that was available and listened to everything that was available, and you can't touch that guy. He's amazing. Um, I... One of the things about comedians, and it's weird because like there's the LA comedians, mm-hmm. like and they're led by like Joe Rogan and Bill Burr. Like mm-hmm. they're you know those are the leaders of that set, and they're all very laid back and they're encouraging each other. Like yeah, let's go work out, let's take a jujitsu class, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you have the New York comedians, and whenever they get together, all they do is beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, it's like you know everybody's hanging out, it's great. And they're like oh hey nice shirt, you get that in the boys' apartment, and it falls apart from there. Like, it's just, they're just making fun yeah. of each other. And I, think, I actually I think prefer the New, it. I, okay. I like the New York yeah. version of Queens better, where you're just breaking each other's balls all the time. Yeah, I think I think Louis C.K. probably, I mean, I imagine that, you know, he he, uh, <clears throat> he shows us that pretty well mm-hmm. on his on his show. Well, he was, he was on Opie and Anthony one time filling in for Jim Norton, because Jim Norton was the, thir- is the third mic, or now he's the co-host. Mm-hmm. Um... And uh, Jim Norton called into the show from a film set he was working on. And this is how I knew, like, like I was like, God, like, they never give each other a break. Jim Norton comes on the air, and he's like, hey, Lou. And then Louis C.K.'s response is, hi, faggot. I was like, oh, my God, like, can't you guys be next to each other for five right. minutes, please? Just give each other a break. Right. And, of course, it just all falls apart from there. Sure. But that's, like, that to me is, like, some of the best stuff. Mm-hmm. The average person would be horrifically offended by me just saying, hi, faggot. Yeah. Because you're not supposed to say that word. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I I can say it all I want. Mm-hmm. I'm just not, I'm not supposed to, but right. I can. Yeah. And I think that's where people need to just, okay, it's a joke. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to step back. It's a comic book cover. Yeah. Take a step back. Yeah. Really look at the argument you're making. There are real problems in the world. Yeah. Like, ISIS is ripping apart the Middle East. Yes. The, the, we're about two seconds away from signing a deal with, with Iran to allow them to have nuclear weapons. China's taking over everything. California's going to run out of water. Mm-hmm. Okay, and like like society's officially starting to collapse and I'm kind of excited for it. And you're pissed off about a comic book cover. And you're yeah. pissed off about a comedian's tweet. Like, guys, come on. Let's have a little perspective. Yeah. Well, I remember a couple of years ago, we made, uh, we made a movie where, like, all of the main characters were just awful people. Like, that was the point. Yes. They were all misogynists. They all were just... They didn't think about anybody but themselves. That was the joke. That was the main joke of the movie. Yeah, that was the the point. Mm-hmm. And after... I remember after one of the screenings, uh, <laughs> a girl came up to me and she's like, you and me, are we're going to sit down and we're going to have a discussion about women's rights. 
And I was like, it's a movie. Like, we were making fun of stuff. It's like, you guys, and, and see, like, honestly, like, that's if, when, when people, because I've discussed In Trouble, the movie was called In Trouble. Yeah. I've discussed that with other people, and, and um, they're like, that sounds like you hate women. I'm like, number one, you have to understand, that was the joke of the movie, because mm-hmm. we do get our comeuppance yeah. for most of the movie. Yeah. Um, but in real life, I was raised by a single mother. I have two daughters. <laughs> like, I'm with a woman who, and I've been in that relationship for five years, and she's, mm-hmm. you know, clearly I don't hate women. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's well, a joke. and I remember when we first started developing the story for that, and, the, and, and it all stemmed from this one idea we had about making a movie about terrible people mm-hmm. who through the course of the movie learn nothing and don't have any sort of redeeming like, growth, qualities. redeeming qualities. And or they growth, get away with everything. And they get away with it all. That was the entire point of the movie. Yes. Um, which actually, there's, uh, one of the actresses in that movie, I think she hates me. Yeah. Because she thinks I'm legit a misogynist. It's like, yeah. I'm sorry, you can think that all you want, I'm totally not, but that's fine, you can hang on to that. Right. But, uh, I don't know. I just think everybody needs to calm down. Seriously. That's my argument. Yeah. Everybody chill out. Chill out. Why can't we all love each other? Me and Steven wonder that all yeah, the time. Yeah, and that, that kind of pure love. We uh, we walk through the winery. All the, just yeah, our pinkies. with Steven and Mel. Just, yeah, just our pinkies, you know? Yeah. And he's like, Bobby. He calls me Bobby. Um, he's like, why why is the world the way it is? And I say, sweetie, I don't know. Mm. But what we have... That's good enough. Yeah. It's enough. All right. Hi, Steven. I think that's it for today. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, um, so... Yeah, so sorry we missed a week. Um, I was actually uh, doing a 48-hour film challenge, and that movie is on our channel. Uh, it was for the showdown in Chinatown in Honolulu, Hawaii. They do that every couple of months, and I'll put a link down there if you want to check it out. It's pretty cool. Yeah, check it out. Uh, check out the, the movie. It's actually very funny. There's some really good, uh, there's some really funny beats in there. Um, and then we threw up actually an older uh, uh, 48-hour movie we did uh, a while ago. Yes. About a year or so ago. Yes, we did. Um, um, that's on there now, too. It was a horror short that we did. Yeah, check out that one. Yeah. We're very we're, we're proud of that one. Um, we're very proud of our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so we're going to have an episode of Movie Time coming at you this week. So we're going to get back into some things. Yeah, we're going to get back to our schedule of, you know release every Monday for a podcast and stuff like that so um, again as usual like subscribe and share yeah um, recommend it to your friends and family I think your your, your older relatives someone actually hit a, hit a like on one of our podcasts really? yeah like one person so aww excited. so whoever that person yeah. is I'm gonna kiss you on the mouth <laughs> hopefully you're so. Steven the mouth personal yeah okay. alright alright so we'll see you guys next week see ya bye bye